0: Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Hate20s. I'm your host, Madison Scarlett, and on this week's episode, I sit down with a very special guest. Her name is Emma. She's one of my best friends. And on this week, we try to address the question on whether or not you should have sex on the first date. And if not the first date, when? I'm going to be honest with you. The episode is about an hour long, so we don't only speak to whether or not you should have sex on the first date and when you should have sex, but we talk a lot more about, you know, relationships, boy drama, stereotypes, and shame around sex. We touch a lot of ground and I think it's not only very funny and entertaining to me at least, it's also very meaningful. The ending is actually my favorite part and we get pretty deep regarding the possible origins of sexual assault. I know it sounds scary, but again, it's just we we managed to have a lot of fun with it and it was really introspective in my opinion, so I'm really happy and excited to share this episode with you guys. I hope you feel the same way. A thought that I wanted to leave everyone off with that I didn't get to mention in the episode is that sex (laughs) can help sustain a relationship, but it's not the glue that keeps two people together. It's the walls. Sometimes it keeps people stuck because it clouds their judgment. When you have such a strong sexual chemistry with another person, but you know that they aren't the one, you'll keep that game going because they're good in bed so that's something to keep in mind if you really want commitment and if commitment's your goal then no you should not have sex on the first date it doesn't mean that if you have sex that this person's never going to talk to you again but it may put you in an unfavorable position where you are unsure how you truly feel about someone because you don't really like this aspect of them maybe they're not meeting your emotional needs but in bed hell they're good so um, I would definitely try to hold off on that that's my true opinion my real thought but you do you boo and in a second we're going to listen to Emma's opinion also just on a quick note the audio in this episode is not the best unfortunately it's pretty choppy um, at times because Emma and I are listening to each other and we go "Mm mm-hmm and every time we go "Mm mm-hmm it cuts the other person off Uh, so it was definitely a learning curve for me and it won't happen again in future episodes now I know the meaning is still the same the context is still the same and I love the episode nonetheless and I hope you guys do as well Without further ado, here is this week's episode of Hey 20s with Madison and Emma. Thanks, guys. Today, we're talking about sex. <laughs> but more specifically, um, whether or not you should have sex on the first date. And if not mm-hmm. the first date, when?
1: Mm-hmm. Those are the big questions that's the big questions I think um I don't think there's anything wrong with having sex on the first day I think if you want the relationship I like hesitate to say be serious but if mm. if you are serious about the relationship I feel like it should be more than physical so I would say in just my own personal opinion to strengthen the relationship, to add like a sense of anticipation or like tension, because I think building towards that kind of like it bodes well for the relationship. Definitely. Um,
0: Oh, yeah, because you can be attracted to somebody in more than just like the physical sense. You can have an emotional bond. You can have um, uh, like an intellectual bond with somebody else and be really compatible in that regard. And I feel like that's what happens sometimes with people. Like you can you can work really well in one area mm-hmm. and then not so well in the other area. So if you work really well physically and like, you know, you're both very attracted to each other, that yeah. sexual aspect that's going to overtake it even though it might not be sustainable, even though there's nothing else in common other than the fact that like you guys like having sex with each other. Yeah. yeah. So definitely, but if that's like, like waters.
1: Yeah. Yeah, if if that's the relationship that you want, like if you just want like a purely sex relationship though, like then go straight ahead, like have sex on the first time. Yeah,
0: Yeah, if that's what you're looking for, then that's fine. But I think that sometimes, like I've definitely heard of guys being like, well, like if we have like sex, like it's just, I want more and whatever, all this other bullshit, but it's really hard, um, I think really to be able to decipher or to tell if someone's being legit. And yeah. when you put limit or when you put boundaries around yourself in that regard, mm-hmm, it really mm-hmm. people out. That's the yeah. only way to know if somebody's actually into you. You say you want more than just sex, well then prove yeah. it. Yeah. By not having sex with me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I think also it depends on like what your relationship with sex is. Like how important mm-hmm. is sex to you in the relationship? For me personally, I feel. Like <laughs> Hmm, what? That's an interesting point. I actually that didn't really yeah. cross my mind. Yeah, because for me, I'm a very sexual person, especially when it comes to like my significant other. Like, I love fucking getting. Out. How? I don't know how. Like, I <laughs> to be on this podcast. As open as you want to be. I love it. I'm okay, here. Cool, for cool, 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 cool. Yeah. No, I love getting fucking dick down. Like. <laughs> Okay, wait, I'll just, I'll redo it. I'll redo it. I'll redo it. I'll redo it. Okay. I love
0: I'm that. here for it. I'm just shocked. I'm just like, what the fuck? Okay. I mean, but I'm definitely, we, we, that's how we talk. It's
1: fine. It's all good. It's, it's okay, real. Okay,
0: okay, okay, good. Good. You can do this. Okay, cool, 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 cool,
1: Yeah. 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 No, I, I just. <laughs> oh, my God. I forget like everybody has access to this. Anyways, I, I have a very strong relationship sex I think like it's really important for me in the relationship just because like I don't know I don't feel like I got a lot of physical touch in the past so it Mm. to me is a new way of showing like I love you or like I care about you which is probably something that like I need to work on but also like that's just how I feel about that's how I've been conditioned to feel about physical touch just like that I just really like it and I crave it like a lot so sex for me is really important and for other people I think it's so important that like you can't wait until the second date because if you like anticipate and anticipate and build up this like tension then it's shit like you just have to you're like well that was fun but it was kind of a waste of my time because sex is so important in like our relationship that I don't want to continue you know like for some people you kind of have to like have sex sooner rather than later too because like you don't want to get married and like find right?
0: the- those people who have never like they're they're celibate right celibate yeah yeah until yeah. they get married and it's like that's it what it's if it like, sucks you know? oh it is like, gonna what suck. if you can't finish. Never- it's gonna be shit that's the thing and that yeah that blows my mind the fact yeah. there has to be some kind of chemistry there but I guess you're both going to be so awful there was definitely something on TLC about this where they'd never even, not like um, uh, the Duggars, like 19 kids and what was it? 19 kids and counting or 20. Those kids, it wasn't that show Mm -hmm. because they were also very Christian and all Mm -hmm. celibate. Allegedly, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But there was another show. Yeah. There was another show and like they, uh, they were getting married. They'd never kissed before and they did a shot them kissing for the first time at the altar, and it was the most awkward exchange between two oh people I've ever seen in my life. And they shot back to the audience, and everybody was cringing because everybody knew that this is a fucking disaster. Like they didn't know how to kiss, so it's just like open mouth, like, like gnawing at each other. Oh my god, it was brutal. it was disgusting. I'm sorry if that's your thing, when- <laughs> Whatever folds your boat, but my God, it looked uncomfortable for, for not only everybody witnessing it. So oh man, yeah, I mean, sex is definitely like a big deal. It's, it's part of a relationship. Yeah. People, sometimes, people cheat sometimes on other people, you know, and, and use sex or lack thereof as an excuse. Obviously that's not an excuse. Yeah. Um, and if sex isn't going on, then maybe there's another issue within the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, sex is huge for a lot of people. It sounds like physical touch is really meaningful to you.
1: Yeah, it is. I think I like, I love physical touch. I think like, I think it's because um, I don't like see my body in a way that like deserve or at least I used to think of my body as like something that didn't deserve physical touch so whenever I did get it I was like oh my god this is so amazing wow and like I would never like touch myself even just like lovingly Mm -hmm. and like you know like I never really felt like I deserved that so like to have somebody else it was easier to have somebody else give it to me and say like right here it is you deserve it And so it was really important for me to be able to, like, be touched and feel feel love that way. Um, And, like, also sex is pretty cool. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, Wow. So it sounds like it was validating for you as well as and
1: just being like, you know, I'm I'm enough someone me. Yeah. that means a yeah. lot oh my god yeah that was huge like someone wants me I felt like every time I was given access to like any sort of loving um, interaction it was um so rewarding for me because like I was so devoid of it there's um I remember I was talking to you about this before, but I'll mention it now again um, about Don Miguel Ruiz's book, um, The Mastery of Love. It's a wonderful book. And he talks about this thing called the magic kitchen and um, how, like, imagine you have a kitchen and it can make all of the food in the world, anything that you want. Remember this, yes. Yeah. So yeah. Like- yeah yeah so he he says it can make anything you want any food you can think of you uh, you have at your fingertips and so then imagine somebody comes into your life knocks on your door and says um you know you can have this pizza but only if you do xyz only if you treat me like this or only if like whatever and so you you're like no I already have everything that I need. Why would I need to take food from you? Mm -hmm. And so he relates that back to love and the magic kitchen represents self-love. So, you know, if, if you are able to grasp like, um, love in your own fingertips, if you're able to access love from like your heart your own heart and give it to yourself then you don't need other people saying I'll only give it to you under these conditions mm-hmm. it's just unnecessary so for me like when I felt so devoid of love because I wasn't very loving to myself it was like yeah it was, was, easy, was, like,
0: yourself, yeah. It was easy to hustle yeah. or to give up those aspects of yourself because it's like hey do x y and z yeah, and I will give you what you're searching for. You want this, right? Don't you? There's something so alluring
1: about it. Hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But now I'll fucking turn it down left, right, and center. I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> That's good though.
0: That's really good for me. Um, I have a lot of trauma, um, and a lot, yeah, a lot of trauma I would say around like physical touch. Mm-hmm. So touch wasn't always something that was meaningful to me in fact like mm-hmm. you and i have talked a lot about this but um the five love languages even though it's even though there's like you know no scientific proof and it's just all mm-hmm. for fun whatever shits and giggles um there is for like touch has always been kind of on physical touch for me was always at the back of the line like i was not as interested in it there are more things to me there and and physical touch yeah i mean Obviously, I'm not like <laughs> um, unfamiliar with it, but I just I I don't know. I I think that like you were saying that kind of kitchen example. I could have someone be like, "We'll do X, Y, and Z," and I'll I'll give you the love. I'll give you the attention. I'll give you what you want, and the bargaining chip can well, sometimes sex, like as fucked up mm-hmm. as that. That's what it is. And you think that mm-hmm. if I give up, then I'll get what I want in return. Mm-hmm. So it was always a very, um, sort of empty, not always a very empty experience, but it, it had that aspect to it a lot of the
1: time unfulfilling. Yeah, It's so tough. It's so tough to separate these instances from just the action itself and what it's capable of, because there've been very negative experiences that I've had with physical touch as well. And like, It's hard coming from that headspace of like being like abused in that way and like being taken advantage of and oh my god, yeah, not feeling you can like you can feel like not feeling like this is coming from a place of love or like this is not me wanting to be close to you, like as close as possible. It's like me attempting to like for whatever reason like like you said like a bargaining chip and Mm -hmm. that's just like it's it's um it's a disappointing and like understandable way to to like feel really far away from from sex and like from physical touch in general is just like it's really Definitely.
0: Not- I have even had, like, past partners kind of use that, like, against me. Like, it does sound – yeah, I don't know. It sounds really fucked up seeing it back and mm-hmm. knowing that other people have been in the situation because it felt so awful to me to think mm-hmm. that, like – um I don't know. I think, I think one of my previous partners had even said like, this is why people cheat <laughs> because like, you're not, you're not, you know, are not giving it up. You're not. And if people, I mean, I, if someone isn't having sex with you, there's just a, a variety of reasons for it. We're trying to like getting, we're kind of getting off topic, but I love, I love this area that we're headed into. Um, <laughs> yeah. Personally. Uh, Cause I think that it's so much more meaningful, but yeah. Being told that like not having sex with someone, is grounds for being cheated on, and, the, like, what's wrong with me? Oh, I know. just really disgusting, weird things like that, like, what's wrong with, yeah. with like, it it becomes a me problem, and sometimes people don't realize, um, and we're two women talking about, typically, males, like, just where we are, and mm-hmm. place we happen to be talking about guys, and, yeah, yeah I, some, some guys, and I can only speak from my experience, don't understand, don't understand mm-hmm. what it is to like, have trauma around sex, like, I'm going to get really vulnerable here and I can't mm-hmm. believe I'm going to do this. Maybe I'll cut this part out. But I, like crying during sex was like a frequent occurrence. Mm-hmm. Just it was like so vulnerable. It was so vulnerable. And like uh, uh, just part of myself that I, I don't know, I was I was scared to open up. Like I'm just a lot of fear around it. A lot of shame around mm-hmm well. I think a lot of women carry shame. And so I think even people even women who are promiscuous, I think not I'm not sometimes that that's your jam. Sometimes that's literally your thing. And if that's your thing, then go for it. More power to you. But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you are promiscuous, it's not coming from a place of empowerment. Sometimes it is coming from a place of lack.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's a very emotional act when it is again I hesitate to use words like used correctly or just like when it's experienced in a certain way that is attempting to build a deeper connection with somebody mm. as opposed to like used there is no right or wrong way to have sex unless it's like like you're taking advantage of somebody like that is the wrong way like you should never like Yeah. No. Okay. Um, but it is very emotional. And when we're talking about just to pivot back to like the initial question, we're talking about like, when is it um, appropriate? I think it's when you feel like you want that connection, when you want that deeper connection on a physical level, that is when it's okay. Um, and that can range anywhere from like, you know, the first date to like, the third day to the 20th. Yeah, the 20th date, like, um, I was just gonna say like it's it's just um it's a matter of like feeling out the situation what do you think what do you want to get out of this relationship is sex something that you're interested in is it something that you feel would make you closer to them is it not necessary at the moment like it all depends on what your concept of the relationship is and what your end goal of the relationship is as well as like what's uh-huh. informing your decisions like is it peer pressure is it like you you're just like really mm-hmm. or, um yeah. there, are,
0: there are reasons but what you said about um you know when you should have sex maybe it should be when you are when you want that physical connection but to also ask yourself why you want that physical mm. connection what is it? Is it like, mm-hmm. the things? is it because, you know, you, you want to, um, be closer to them because you feel like you've reached that next step. You're like, we've touched all the bases. We're there. We're ready. It's not going to cloud my judgment. Do you want to do it because you don't feel mm-hmm. good about yourself. You want to mm-hmm. do it? To help them. You want to do it because there's so many different reasons. And I, I can't possibly tap into all of them because it's different for each person. um, but like, but like you were alluding to earlier, if it's for that artificial level of connection, that is so short lived. That is so yeah. short. I Have to go back. Yes. What I want out of this relationship? Yeah. Do I yeah. want Do I want someone who's going to stand by me? How I? How do I know that they're going to stand by me if I don't put them, you know, to the test? And not to say that you're doing it in a, ma- a manipulative way, but rather like to know that you're going to actually fucking be there, that you mm-hmm. that you do mean business, that I am someone mm-hmm. that you're about. Because if someone is just horny, if someone just wants to have sex with you, um, the second that you have sex with them, they're going to go away.
1: <laughs> but yeah. if
0: they're from you, they're willing to put in that effort. They're willing to wait and jump through, you know, the metaphorical hoops that you put them through to see that they're yeah.
1: good intentions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and it it all depends on what you decide is like what purpose this relationship serves, you know? Like you said like it could be short-lived, it could be long-lived, like you can tell what kind of a person you want to to be with long-term. Like I remember there was this one date. I wouldn't like necessarily call it a date, but like I was <laughs> there's one interaction I was having with a guy and he was just saying stuff. And I was like, I could just never be with you. Like, this is not something that like I would ever pursue. Mm-hmm. And it was like mostly physical. So as you alluded to as well, it was short lived. It like mm-hmm. um only lasted for as long as like. Served a could very specific <laughs> purpose. <laughs> yeah, it did. It served its purpose, and then it was over. And then I was like, yeah, that will never that'll never be more than it what it just was and but like that's okay that's okay if like that's what you want but it's also good to be honest with yourself on like on these topics of like what do i want out of this relationship we often like lie to ourselves and say like i want this to be like you may be like talking to like some womanizer or manizer about how um like yeah you may be talking to a womanizer or a female derivative and decide you know I want to be in a relationship with this person but like is that are you is that the right fit for who this person is like you're obviously not accepting of who. who yeah yeah
0: a really great point am I trying to now change someone it's kind of like what you're sounding or it sounds like what you're saying if you want somebody who is a player who is um who has this lack of commitment you're like well maybe like what are your intentions here because Mm -hmm. are you a giraffe into a horse or something like that because I'm I'm news for you you know yeah who who someone presents who someone shows themselves to be in the beginning is well I, I can't say that but if someone's showing you who they are, believe it. Not telling you. If someone's showing you who they are, believe that shit. Because yes. words are so easy to say. Words sometimes have no meaning. Unfortunately, it's it's yeah. really a lot. Validate your words. Mm-hmm. If you're not a womanizer. If you're saying that you're all about me, then then prove it. You'll figure out a way to to make it um,
1: so that I believe you. Yeah, yeah. I once had a guy. Um, oh my god oh okay so there's this one time i was hanging out with a guy i was seeing and he like Mm -hmm. pulls me aside and he's like i just wanted (laughs) to okay so he pulls me aside and (laughs) i literally can't tell okay so um So I had this conversation with a guy and he once pulled me aside and he's like, I just want to let you know, like, I would never do anything to hurt you. you. (laughs) Oh my God. Me with my fucking rose petal glasses. I was like, I would never do anything that hurt me. Wow. He's like, all those other guys you tell me about, like treated you like shit. And like, I would never treat you like that. Newsflash. He literally did treat me like that. He ended up treating me the exact same. No. So, know.
0: Know. Wow, it's so, he definitely was like, how can I take advantage of somebody's vulnerable state is exactly what it sounds like. Because I know, I what, know. You want to hear, what you need to hear. I know that you've been hurt before. And let me play on that.
1: Yeah. Let me plan
0: that you've been hurt before and that I'm going to heal you and put you back together again.
1: Ew. Yeah. <laughs> That's gross. Yeah.
0: How do you feel about guys who, or do you know, have any experience or do you know guys who have said I love you or things like a- along those sorts and to have sex with
1: someone. <sighs> um so uh I've only had one guy tell them tell me that he loves me and are uh, yeah. yeah I didn't love him back. <laughs> I told him I loved him back, but I didn't mean it. Um <laughs> do I keep that? <laughs> yeah, you can he finds you one day. He's like, mm, I wonder what Emma's up to. <laughs> I don't fucking care. I literally don't care. So, we were in my friend's. Literally, even just contextualizing this, you'll be like, oh my god! But we were in my friend's basement, and um, I was. We were both sleeping over, and he was moving away to go to school, mm-hmm. and I had felt like the relationship was just not going anywhere. Like, I was, like, once he moves away, I don't see us, like, really continuing it. Or, I don't know, I just don't feel close to him anymore. And it's just, like, this is ran its course. And I'm just over it. So, that fine evening, he decides to just pop the three Stop. little words. Yeah. Yeah, he was leaving in, like, a... like within days he was leaving and he's like I love you also he was high off of fucking like um he had just got his wisdom teeth out so he was high off of like some anesthetics and he was drinking so he was not in his right mind and then he's told me he's like oh yeah and I also had a dream that we had kids together oh I was like my god why are you telling me when I first I knew it wasn't love because when I first heard it I was angry I was like you don't love me yeah. I mean, it's not my position to say that you don't love me, but somebody like that
0: volumes and if it's telling you that something's not right, it's because something's not right.
1: It yeah, exactly. Like and you said like authentic. Exactly. Like like you said before, like people will show you who they are and I wasn't being shown love. I was being you're shown right? like you tell me that like you're like I'm not an idiot. I would appreciate you more. I would I would likely
0: I would, it would be more likely that I would have sex with you out of your honesty and just being forward than you being like a fucking asshole and trying to manipulate me. Like, there's no respect that comes from being manipulated. Like that's, you're just being an asshole. Yeah. If you're, and you're like, I, I kind of like you, like spending time with you. I don't really know. I don't see this going anywhere. Maybe we could actually enjoy each other for a minute or whatever the fuck. Yeah. That
1: yeah. offensive. <laughs> It, it was I, I was offended I was personally attacked um, <laughs> it was it was messed up I like that relationship ended up lasting like maybe three or four months longer than I had anticipated it would because I was like oh my god he loves me and like yeah. A mess yeah and then he literally had to like tap me and be like hello I was like, oh, yeah, I love you, too. I literally remember that vividly in my mind because I was so, like, shocked that he said it. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was, like, critically analyzing in my head, like, does he really? I remember that one time when he, like, (laughs) took his socks off in front of me. Like, does that really, does that really love? (laughs) He knows I hate (laughs) me. Does that really love? Does he like Adam Sandler? Can I love a person that likes Adam Sandler? So. no shade to adam sandler but like also shade also shade to adam sandler pick a different personality please
0: (laughs) pick someone else to idolize he ain't it Okay. (laughs) on that note that's funny i had somebody only uh uh, i'm trying to think i think actually two kind of like one said it, and it was definitely inauthentic. It was like, you're a fucking liar. I don't believe you, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> go up. Um, <whatever>. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, go <off. laughs> Um And then there was, uh, we still dated for a long, you know, time, considering our age. And then another guy, we didn't, I think we had been dating for about a month, and I was just, like, head over heels, we have been dating for a month mm. um, and then he's like, I just, I want to say something, but I can't, you know what I want to say. But to oh. me, that actually, I, I know it's like, uh, but it actually did feel kind of real. Uh. <laughs> I gotta be honest, that, that was, that was more, I don't know. We, we waited about a month. I don't know. I feel like that's, I feel like that's a pretty decent amount of time. It depends on on, on how often you're seeing that person as well. I yeah. suppose. I've only seen that person twice within the month, then. Uh,
1: yeah, that's a little bit. Yeah, right. Kind of grasping at straws, here buddy. I don't know what exactly you're getting at, but I don't even really know
0: what I look like. Like, uh. <laughs> yeah.
1: have you seen me after six p.m.? I turn into an entirely different person at oh, dusk. So, not refer to my Instagram. It's not real life. Please don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, we we did we spent like
0: ample. We spent a lot of time with each other. Um. Mm-hmm. We very often and it around the month mark we were like yeah okay and I was already like head over heels there was something very meaningful meaningful about that um and I was down for it whereas I think the other guy maybe we were talking for even longer I think it was for a lot longer yeah. but the same thing it just everything that he was showing me didn't add up I'm like I don't think you like me at all I think you like yeah not being alone I think you like having yeah. A deep-
1: oh. yeah oh oh <laughs> oh I hit an arc oh yeah yeah both I think that hit a nerve on like both sides like I felt that way like I didn't like I felt like I made relationships last longer than they had to because I don't I didn't like the concept of being alone juxtaposing like what I was in like just tolerating being with somebody but being with somebody in general and then also like that other guy who like told me he loved me when he was moving away like it was very convenient it was a very convenient timing that oh you decided god. to tell me you loved me like
0: mm. not <laughs> work in your favor? <laughs> Fuck. yeah it's funny I think that the first guy he definitely said it as he was like trying to undress himself and being like but I love you so much
1: oh my god I'm- yeah <laughs> um I don't know about that I'm not buying it I'm yeah. going to keep the receipt because I'm not buying it we're <laughs> <laughs> returning this. Have you ever felt obligated to have sex with somebody? You
0: definitely don't have to answer if you don't feel comfortable with it.
1: Um, no, it wasn't sex. It was just like, like in that domain. Mm-hmm. And I felt obligated because he told me that, um, he had just gotten taken advantage of by like this girl that he really liked yeah
0: what? so he he used his trauma yeah or experience with another person as a
1: way to get with you yeah it was really fun but it was also like he mirrored what had happened yes that was describing to me yeah and that he just did it to they me know? The perpetrator. Yeah, it was it was awful. It was awful, and um, I Ooh. was so like it was the first time that I was like, I don't like, I don't want you to like, I don't want to be touched. Like, mm-hmm. there's like that kind of like this like anxiety of like he was a lot bigger than I was too, so I couldn't like really like be like no, he wasn't like a scrawny little
0: yeah. Did you boy. feel? less in control at that point.
1: Yeah, for sure. Oh my god, I felt less in control, like the entire situation. I was also in his house. And I feel like that also kind of plays to like you could do whatever you want. Yeah. Power imbalance where like yeah, he I could... mean, I my hands. I was like, that's a power imbalance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. Um it was like a power imbalance and like I felt like I couldn't I didn't have any control of the situation and um it was just really bad it was really bad and it when you're not in that frame of mind of like this is something that feels good to me it can take away every good feeling that this is supposed to. like it's so crazy that like the same thing Good, make me feel so good the exact same thing but because it's being contextualized in a different way it makes me sick to my stomach like yeah.
0: there's a like, really fine line between the two where it goes from being sure.
1: very um gross <laughs> yeah yeah and like you would use sex as like a bargaining chip in your past relationship like that just removes the the love and the good feelings from this action and it makes sense why you wouldn't want to then have sex with that person person. oh am i coming on late yeah exactly no i just didn't hear you okay um
0: yeah. It, there's a lot of resentment that builds. And it's like, if I can avoid having sex with you at all costs, even though I've been dating the same person, it's like, I've been dating you for a year now, year and a half, two years. If I can avoid the act of having sex with you because I have so much resentment towards you mm-hmm. having like weapon, not that anyone can make you feel the way that you're thinking or feeling, but mm-hmm fact that like i feel like you've used it against me the fact that you've weaponized it against me like i now have so much resentment towards you and Mm -hmm. i'm going to avoid having sex with you at all costs because it's not fun for me because i don't don't like you the same way that i i maybe once did yeah Uh, so yeah uh sex has definitely been associated with a lot of shame for me Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm
0: feel that way um but yeah. it, in general it, we've also been like historically conditioned to believe or to feel that we should be shamed for having sex yeah being in your body and and you know that's not okay like how many women do you know i don't know i don't you don't have to say if you're like this you know we can <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh leave some things to the imagination but women who are like they won't give direction in bed they won't say that i like this they won't say that they don't like that they will just sort of go with the flow and whatever their partner's doing and it's kind of one-sided or like sex ends the second that like a dude yeah like as if I used to
1: the parameters for sex oh you're done oh okay okay cool yeah the fuck yeah yeah I used to be like that oh my god I used to be like that and like it was so frustrating because like I never felt like Yeah, it had anything to do with me yeah like you're doing fine just on your own (laughs) yeah yeah so it it's very situational and like you also when you first decide that you want to share this connection with somebody you also want to make sure that it is a safe space I feel like women are so vulnerable especially when it comes to sex like it's such a I feel like in a way we're starting to reclaim our own bodies and reclaim sex to be something that is like also as important for the woman as it is the man and it's not just like for his pleasure it's also to like you know to feel good about your own body and So I think it's important that you, you really feel safe and that you, you don't have to be like, you can safely say like, I like this and I don't like this. Like if you feel kind of like a little bit anxious or like you're nervous or you're intimidated by this person, I think that's also a good tell that maybe sex isn't a good idea because you don't want to be even more raw and vulnerable with this person especially when it's so easy to be taken advantage of like it's so easy for you to be silenced during Mm -hmm. sex like just like overlooked and then like people look back at it it's like oh I didn't even know that you felt that way like Mm -hmm. which is an excuse to like you not reading the room but it's also like
0: you know people bad behavior or just you
1: yeah Um, So, yeah. So I think it's just like, you have to feel safe. You have to understand that you have to position the relationship in a way that's realistic. Like, am I going to be this kind of a person? Am I going to be a person that asks for a lot of sex with this person? Am I going to be a person that asks for a lot of like emotional intelligence from this person? Do I want Solely stimulating, like you have to contextualize a relationship so that you're able to be more open with what you want in the in- relationship as well as in bed. So that's something like to prepare you for when you're having sex with this person because it's very, very raw emotions that
0: yeah. get caught up in all of it. Yeah. 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 Um I, I loved what you said as, you know, using your comfort level and your ability to say no as an indicator of whether or not maybe you should have sex. Because mm-hmm. we're caught up in the moment. We can get caught up and just be like, oh, like there's passion and there's chemistry between us and fireworks or flying and and this and that. But that is, I think, a sure way to, like you said, get caught up in the moment and leave yourself raw and vulnerable. Because you were unable to assert yourself when you really wanted to, which sometimes mm-hmm. comes from being, you know, in a relationship long enough with a person where you can build that comfort, build that ability um, or work on that ability to be transparent and, and honest um, and and build those boundaries. Because sometimes, yeah, when you get caught up in that moment and things are feeling good, if something goes wrong, you're still preoccupied with like, well, it was so good and I just want them to like me and I want this that you don't set your boundary or that you don't speak your truth, which is a mm-hmm. so much worse feeling. Yeah. Um, and goes back to all the issues that we mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah.
0: With, resentment with sex, feeling shame, with sex, feeling guilt. Guilt is also yeah. I think, emotion as
1: well. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's hard to to find solace in this kind of action especially if you are religious and you've been conditioned to believe that like you're sinning or that this is like a deviation from good behavior so you already feel so guilty about you know participating in this act for somebody that you care about so it's important to kind of like stress that you're comfortable in i don't know i don't know where i was going with this actually it's important if you're religious you already hold a lot of guilt in the act of sex and i feel like feeling guilty doesn't do a lot for sex feeling guilty it like it limits what you're capable of feeling especially if you want to feel good and you know, again, like reclaiming your body and using resources like your partner to make you feel good about your body is really important. And if you foster guilt within this action, you're not going to be able to reach that that level of of comfort. literally or comfort or or climax.
0: <laughs> yeah, literally because i i I mean i think it's really difficult to get off if you're preoccupied with the level of guilt that you feel because of you know whatever reasons Mm -hmm. um yeah there's it's it's literally impossible i grew up catholic and that was there was yeah so much shame i thought for sure for sure for sure growing up was like well there's no way i'm like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do i had like my whole life set out and sex was again at the end of the list i was like no Mm -hmm. way and I'm, man. <laughs> You're like, oh man, it, I think, I mean, I, religion for some people is great. Um, and if it's great for you, great. <laughs> but for me, it was, uh, definitely the source of like, we've already talked about shame. Um, and it really screwed me up in terms of, what I don't say screwed me up, but it really sort of distorted the way that I looked at myself and I looked at my own sexuality. Yeah. Like it would, just a sin to be even considered sexual yeah uh, yeah it's 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 quite odd and especially being like you know Virgin Mary she's so pure she got pregnant without even having sex and you're like okay yeah. cool that's how pure this yeah. girl is. And, and having you know only um I guess I don't want to say role models but like that
1: was your that was kind of like the standard no for sure yeah 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 it's 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 this weird juxtaposition that like you know sex is supposed to mean one thing in terms of religion I feel like it's so weird that like we're talking about sex and now hinging to like religion but I'm here for it I love it um
0: I'm here for it I mean absolutely
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I was I was raised Catholic too so a lot of like my upbringing stems from like their notions of what a good christian looks like uh looks like in terms of like what they do their actions not necessarily like their physical characteristics but like what it means to be a christian and like to have that pivotal figure like mother mary who was able to access a child without having sex like that goes to show what they think of as purity. Like she was never like mm. deflowered, as probably the church would like her to be referred to that term. Oh, fuck. I remember hearing. Awful- <laughs> I remember oh my god! Talking,
0: but again, here for it. Um, I remember hearing in like this really. Again, these are some things that really fuck you up as a kid. That like you shouldn't be telling children. Mm-hmm. that Okay. Like, okay, I'm I'm sure that you've heard of this one. How like a man is like a key and a woman is the lock, and a and a guy have it, you not know, your face? I've never heard of that. No. it up just to find the exact meaning because it's so fucked up. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, so here yeah. it is. A key that can open many locks is called a master key, but a lock that can be opened by many keys is a shitty lock isn't that fucked up essentially our vaginas being the lock and the men being the key so they're the master key literally they are the master key that has the ability to open all these locks but us that are opened by all those that that all those keys are just whores essentially
1: wow isn't that
0: insane and i'm hearing very young age before like sex was even on the radar. I'm like, excuse yeah. me, you know, voice of cooties. That's fucking gross.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. It's a no for me. It's <laughs> a no for me. Try again. No for me. me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was mm-hmm. going to give you another analogy of like just awfulness. It's really stuck. Yeah, like that's not like imprinted on my brain for forever. I think it wasn't even until maybe I was like a few years ago where I finally let this go. It's like I can't. Mm-hmm. This is not real um like women are like this chocolate bar and every time you know you let someone like touch you it's like having someone touch that chocolate bar and you see like their fingerprints on them and it's you know one person that's one thing and you pass it along it just gets like grosser and grosser and there's fingerprints and it's just like not as pristine as an and enjoyable and as desirable right. as it was before it was untouched right like being like Oh my god like yeah. that's why i was thinking that we are or that we're that the, that's exactly who we are as women mm-hmm. that we're some kind of fucking commodity or some kind of thing that's just yeah. if we have been touched then we are then dirty but what does yeah. that say who have had bad experience with being touched or what does that say about people who are just confident with themselves and have mm-hmm. a good sense in their sexuality or people who have been sexually assaulted like are they all of a sudden the dirty touch chocolate bar like yeah
1: yeah I to kind of contrast that analogy I would kind of allude to like a resume you know like we value like experience and like you know the the more when you're talking about like I don't know if it's whether it's childbearing whether it's just having a wife that you like that's good at sex I guess like we're simultaneously asked to be like Virgin Mary's not like have any sexual partners but also be really good at sex like that just doesn't make any sense in the same way that it's like a resume or a job application like you want a lot of experience to get the job, but you can't get the job without experience, you know, are highly, you know, they're sought after. It's like, oh yeah,
0: this is it. We want someone with experience. Someone with experience often shows up as one of the best because they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. If you you know a lot of sex, there's a good likelihood that you know what you're doing in bed. Mm If you're safe and like, I don't know if, if as long as you're not hurting anyone, it's it's crazy that we have this amount of shame. And I, I'm speaking for myself. Maybe I'm projecting, but a lot of shame associated with it. Yeah, like it's detrimental. It serves literally no purpose, and it doesn't say anything bad about us. It doesn't say that we're these dirty, untouched, yeah, untouched chocolate bars. Like we are. We're fucking people. We're not things. It's not. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And that lock and key one too. Like it it almost alludes like the lock and key almost alludes to like this notion that like women are made for men like
0: Mm, oh yeah it's a faulty
1: lock in the sense that like we're only supposed to open up for a specific person and like that we aren't supposed to use this lock to either like protect ourselves or for our own benefit to like find pleasure and find acceptance and love within our own bodies like that's very so, problematic in that like men are allowed to act this way and women are allowed to act this way like there's no right or wrong like way to use your body if you want it, to use it But as
0: long as it's yeah. on your, own, you know accord you're definitely right it it, it just speaks to patriarchy
1: a hundred percent i think it's very Uh, like these big like we said before about like power imbalances and how like it's a man's world you know men are allowed to be these master keys you know we we'll have the bad rap of being, you know, oh, she's a slut, she's a whore, she's a hoe, whatever. We have so many different
0: variations of the same degrading word to call women. Whereas, like, what a man, I mean, player. That was the thing for so long. I feel like, you know, womanizer, even like that's that's I think newer. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew a
1: prostitute,
0: whore, slut, like skank, mm-hmm. tramp. These things, all these horrible words at such a young age before I even knew of a word, the equivalent for a man. And you wouldn't yeah. say that because it wouldn't translate. you like, what do you mean? No, that's something that a woman is. Yeah. Um, for so long, historically, it's like it was, I think I did, I think I wrote a paper on this or something. I, I don't know why I know this, but I definitely was reading up on it. Um, and I think it was for a paper, but it's escaping me right now about, um, like sexual I guess just norms and stuff back in the day before um, women who were sexually assaulted it was considered their fault because they didn't fight off the uh, attacker hard enough like you must have wanted it because someone who made themselves available in that regard they are responsible like you cannot have made yourself available to have been attacked
1: and if you were attacked then it's because you wanted it. Absolutely ridiculous. I I watched a um, film for my Canadian justice course. It was called The Hunting Grounds, and it's about how in very pristine universities like Harvard and Yale and Princeton, Columbia, all of these places, so many men get away with raping and sexually assaulting women because their athletes because they want this like high reputation they want to you know keep these these athletes with a good they want to keep these athletes in the good light of the public eye they would rather pick the man's side than the woman side and it just goes to show how far we're willing to go in terms of excusing this behavior and it's it's not okay it's it's just it's ridiculous that you know women after they're treated like this they have the courage to go up to a high person of power within their institution and say like i was taken advantage of and that takes a lot that takes so much and the fact that they're denied and they're they are excused,
0: definitely. There's speaking of the you know like Ivy League schools. I, I just had to search this up really quickly to confirm that it was the school that I thought it was. Do you remember in Yale? Uh, yeah, it was a Yale fraternity. Along, I think it might have been around the Me Too movement. Maybe there was something else that happened, but anyways, there was this like slogan going around. They wrote it on signs. No means yes, and yes means anal. Oh, I
1: think that's fucked up.
0: That is so fucked up, right? This is an Ivy League school, prestigious school, you know, one of the highly sought after their fraternity. The young men there think that it's okay and that they can get away with saying something as horrible and as violent and vicious and disgusting as no means yes and yes means anal.
1: And this... Like, it enrages me that this is coming from the highest academic school in America. Like, these are supposedly the why smartest. Would think, why would they think that way? Like, there's something more to that to think that, like,
0: yes, I can yeah. say this. There's so much more to that to be like, no, this is acceptable. For you to fucking think of that saying, laugh with your boys, and be like, oh, my God, yeah, this is what we need to say. And then you grab a marker, <laughs> go out buy the Bristol board, come back home. Yeah off the marker like there were so many steps that were like there was missed reasoning and logic there that were like yeah like this is a good idea they think that way it's because it's deeply 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 rooted inside of them that they think that they have so much more power over women
1: you would think that Yale students would have like other things to do like courses to study for like I don't know, the cure for cancer to be uncovered. Like, this is Yale we're talking about. This is what they do on their free time. Like, unacceptable, oh. unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. I know you watch
0: um the Frenemies podcast, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I do. Awesome. Um, So there was an episode kind of talking about this. I think it. there's so much, like, so many scandals and stuff on YouTube with yeah. David. Yeah and James oh Schroeder. yeah 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 mm-hmm. but Trina, um she talked about she mentioned um how in high school her she was really young I think she said she was like 13 or something in high school and her teacher would like brush up against her or like touch her breasts um and so she went to the principal and the principal went to then the teacher to confirm and be like, dude, are, like, are you doing this? Are you touching your students inappropriately? He's like, yeah, well, Trisha wears really low cut shirts. She wears wa- a water bra. That's what, that's what he said. Trisha wears a water bra. So she's asking for it. Like, I just can't help myself with the water bra. I'm blah little, blah, blah, this and that. Again, yeah. insane. Like, it's just a wild to think that yeah. men think that they're entitled because- we have, breath. and it's
1: just so—it's so delusional that you're able to take this saying. Oh, and she was asking God, for me. it. You get in trouble for it, the teacher. Not at least at
0: this point, according to Trisha. I, again, I, this is not my experience or my story. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like constantly, and people using this like she was asking for it as an excuse, and it means exactly the opposite of what it actually is describing. Like you're describing that. This person is saying, Yes, I want to do this when no, in reality, what is happening is you're contextualizing the situation so that you can excuse your behavior. You're saying that like you can make the it way work that she work. was Yeah, like, like the like, oh. like the way that she was acting or the clothes that she was wearing, she was asking for it. She literally wasn't though. She also- literally like 14. Yeah. Disgusting. It's disgusting. It's, and it's so like. Disgusting is harsh, but also disgu- it's disgusting. It's not. That, harsh. that like they are able to use these sayings as like grounds for excusal when they mean nothing they literally mean nothing she did not ask for she literally did not ask for she did not come up to you and say this is what i want she was she decided to make to to wear a, a fucking water bra today and that's entirely her prerogative and like if that's something that she wants to do she's not asking for anything she's only asking for it if she's literally asking for it so stop using that saying as like an excuse to
0: Oh, oh, it's horrible. It's so horrible. I remember hearing, maybe you've heard this as well, and it meant, like, it really um, it really changed the way I, I looked at, at situations. I don't know. It, it helped me in a way. Um, hearing that sex, or sorry, not sex. I totally take that back. I heard that um, rape has nothing to do with sex. It has everything to do with power. Mm. And that really... I don't know, change things for me. And I think that's how I feel a lot now in moments of sexual assault or people who have been sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. I don't think that a lot of it has to do with getting off. I think that Mm it is merely what, I mean, there is definitely like a sexual aspect, but the sexual aspect is having that control. Maybe once you're feeling your life before or feeling like you don't have um, control in your life that you when you take it away from someone else it feeds your need because if you're coming Mm -hmm. from black maybe i'm getting a little too hypothetical here or something like that like maybe i'm getting a little off track but if we're so if we're conditioning young boys to think and believe that you know guys don't cry men don't cry boys don't cry Mm -hmm. um a pair of balls, be paraballs bmn don't be a wuss don't be a pussy like shit like that that compares us to being or compares them to being women like that's shunned down on then i then maybe there's some level of they feel out of control in their emotions and so mm-hmm. to get that level of power that they're so desperately craving because they've been denied the opportunity to access their own power through emotions they they take it away from from other people and that's where sexual assault and rape and things yeah. come from- I don't yeah. know if I'm put that in because I don't know if it was
1: appropriate. Yeah, no, I think I think it's relevant. And you know, that being said, I am a firm, firm believer like if I were to get in any position of power anywhere, my first rule of order would be that everybody should have therapy like everybody should have access to therapy. Everyone should have access to being able to acknowledge and identify what your emotions mean within your own growth. Like it's, I thought I knew what was going on with myself until I got therapy. And it's so helpful. And I feel like everyone deserves therapy. Therapy should be free. Therapy should be accessible to all. Therapy should be and it's tough because like i don't sorry no you before it um it's it's tough because i don't want to say that like it's hard like growing up in a capitalist society just like say like oh well, like this job is um this job me needs more pay because it's more important and like this tie between like value and money is quite problematic, but I think that therapy should be free in the sense that everyone should have access to it. Everybody with, like, people from all walks of life should be able to tap into their own emotions. Like, it's the things that go on in therapy, are the things that are going on within your own, like, body, and, Mm -hmm. like, the fact that we I'm not to, like, dis no to no shade to therapists, but the fact that we charge people for, and, like, I want to be a music therapist, so, like, I'm kind of, like, shitting on my own job, but it's, like, a pipe not a pipe dream, but it's a dream of mine that, like, I could just do all of this for free, that, like, I could live in a world where, like, everyone has... Or at least that it was subsidized. I mean, but the thing is also an investment i think
0: the way that i, I believe that healthcare and that education are investments mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah like, um
0: mental uh health care mental health care with well, the thing with therapy i don't know what the fuck that was even all about the thing with <laughs> therapy, the thing i was I, I wanted to try something different i wanted to try a, something smart, really back Love that movie. um the thing with with therapy um and mental health is that when you have people who feel good they want to do good people will miss they will uh they will not go to school because they have anxiety because they're depressed because they are having panic attacks uh because mm-hmm. they have people will stop living life because of fear people will stop going to work they will stop doing things or miss out um on participating because of things that can be handled in therapy so it is an investment if you Mm -hmm. like we you know people who can work their jobs and who are healthy also you even told me about this the body keeps the score if you're harboring emotional um uh trauma trauma thank you if you're holding emotional trauma it's going Mm -hmm. to present in your body you're going to have the physical symptoms of it and so that's going to translate when you try to go to work, you're going to have that bum knee or the bad back or, or digestive problems or whatever it is um, and miss out on work because of that and go to the hospital and use those resources. So it's truly an investment besides mm-hmm. the humanitarian aspect to it, which is obviously very important. It is an investment um, and that's, you know, because politicians and whatever, all that other bullshit, like it's something that I think would pay off. That would only help us flourish in the long run. Truthfully, yeah, it well-being it would help the. I think it would help the economy, but what the fuck do I know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, hundred percent. I love finishing thoughts like that.
0: Well, if I, I don't know. anything.
1: <laughs> I don't have a PhD, so you don't have to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. I I definitely agree. I think that like everything would thrive and flourish if if we had access to therapy, if therapy was, you know, encouraged in, I guess, I don't want to say like,
0: easily accessible,
1: easily, yeah, everything would thrive, if therapy was easily accessible, I think that that's such an important part of like growth, and realizing what we want, and what's good for us, and what isn't good for us, and like in turn, making us feel happy and being present for our partners. And, you know, being present for our partners means like having good sex means feeling comfortable within your own body. And like all of these things, you know, they are all relating to just like positivity and feeling good and feeling comfortable and feeling safe and these are all things that you want in a relationship and these are all things that you want to feel when you want to engage in sex with somebody I think like when you're in that mindset of safety security confidence positivity then you're going to be present you're going to be there and you're going to have a good time and you can't do that if you're again like fostering any like pent up emotions and like your body is holding on to that or you know like say have a you're insecure about like a mole that's on your leg and like you can't stop thinking about it and so like you aren't there for like you you can't enjoy sex because you're like oh my god what if he's looking at my mole oh my god it's so weird like we have to learn to let go of these things that don't promote safety security happiness like it's so important that we are in this mindset when we're talking about sex because it's so raw it's so emotional and it's so intimate it's like such a surrender to each person and it should be a surrender but it should also be like it should also be safe and you should feel like you're being cared for and It's all you really want, even in just, like, a relationship in general. It's all, like, you really want is to feel safe in even though you're surrendering and being vulnerable to somebody that you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're you're not scared of what they might do to you. And that goes for sex, too. Like, you don't want to feel scared. Like, that's the most important part is you don't want to feel scared when you're with them Mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. Um,
0: and I, I, for me personally, I used to think that that was never really an option, I guess, Mm -hmm. not maybe identify that as being afraid or having some level of fear, Mm -hmm. but it was, um, deep, deep inside. There was definitely an aspect of worry, fear, doubt, but I, I really loved a lot of what you shared with me today. And thank you so much for your vulnerability, um, and your candidness, I I love this I love this conversation I think that what we talked about today was really meaningful.
1: Mm-hmm. me too. I
0: so appreciate you and your time and it was absolutely lovely. But I guess the end point I know we talked about a lot of different things but those who yeah. were We talked all over the map. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but it was still great and and for those who were listening and curious and wanting to know when you should have sex that question has everything to do with you and, and how you're feeling inside and what you want from the relationship. If you really want mm-hmm. commitment, which I feel like you do, if you're already searching up this question, then mm-hmm. you know, the answer, which is to wait to, to see mm-hmm. what they're willing to um, stick by you with. I don't know if maybe that's the best way of putting it, but those who want more than just sex are willing to wait around a lot longer than yeah. those who are interested in getting a quickie. Yeah. So, so don't be afraid to wait. There's power in waiting, I think, as well. For if sure. Worried about how long should I wait? You'll you'll know in in the regard that they've shown me that they're here for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. <laughs> yeah, and just to close things off, like it's not a one size fits all. You know, we talked about very different situations of sex and. It's important to trust yourself and you know be present in the relationship and and be open and honest with yourself first and then with the person that you're gonna be with. And yeah, just understand it's not a one size fits all. You'll know, as Madison said, you'll know when you know. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to trust your gut. There's a lot of power
0: in it. Emma, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. (laughs) I love this. I cannot wait to have you back. Yes, Um, I can't wait to be back. Yes, so much fun. Um, everyone, until next time, stay happy, stay healthy. Bye. Bye.